This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. June 16, 2020. A couple of economic releases today. Retail sales was a major market mover this morning. The number for uh, April was down 14.7%. The forecast for May was 7.5%, and the actual number was 17.7% growth from the month prior. So a huge, uh, huge um, increase, actually a record monthly increase, and much better than expected and much better than seen in April. Retail sales less autos were up 12.4%, less autos and gas was up 12.4%. And looking at a few of the breakdown numbers, we have uh, overall sales were down 6% from a year ago. So while we've seen improvement uh, in May, we still have uh, a lot of ground to to recover from uh, compared to a year ago. Now, month-to-month, auto sales were up 44%, clothing stores up 188%, home furnishing stores up 90%, books, music, sporting sporting goods, and hobby items up 88%, gas stations up 13%, bars and restaurants up 29%, internet retailers up 9%, grocery stores up 1.3%, and health and personal care up 0.4%. So an awful lot of good news in that report. Redbook retail sales, which is a weekly report which compares same-store sales to a year ago, uh, for the prior week were down 9.7%, and for the most recent week of June 13th, they were down 8.3% compared to a year ago. So a little bit of improvement there. Industrial production came in for May. In April, production was down 12.5%. Just a massive decline. Forecast for May was a 2.9% increase, and actual was 1.4%, so less than expected, but much better than April. Manufacturing uh, was forecast to be up 3.6% and was up 3.8%, so slightly better for manufacturing. And the capacity utilization rate, which is the percentage of factories that are in use, was 64% in April. Forecast for May was 66.7%, and actual for May was 64.8%. So better than April, but not quite as uh, strong as expected for May. The NAHB Wells Fargo Housing Market Index also came out today. In May, the index was at 37. The forecast for June was 44, and the actual index for June was 58, so much better than expected. And taking a look at the breakdown, so the number was 58 in June. In May, it was 37, and in June of last year, it was 64, so... Not quite back to where we were in June of last year, but getting close. Single-family sales uh, component was up from 42 in May to 63 in June, but down from 71 in June last year. Single-family sales in the next six months was up from 46 in May to 68 in June, down slightly from 70 in June of last year. And traffic of prospective buyers was up from 21 in May to 43 in June, down slightly from 47 in June of 2019. So the June numbers are looking pretty close to the numbers from a year ago. That's excellent news. 
Regionally, the northeast went from 17 in May to 48 in June, but down from 59 in June of last year. Midwest was 32 in May, 51 in June, down from 58 in June of last year. The south was 42 in May, 62 in June, down from 68 in June of last year. The west was 44 in May, 66 in June, down slightly from 69 in June of last year. So, again, regional numbers are also looking much closer to June of last year, and all four regions saw an increase in June for their housing market index. Okay, and just a couple of notes here from the Financial Times. Uh, BP, British Petroleum or Beyond Petroleum, whatever they call themselves these days, is going to slice $17.5 billion off their assets value as the pandemic dims energy outlook. BP will slash up to $17.5 billion off the value of its oil and gas assets after shifting to a more downbeat view of longer-term oil prices in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, which it expects to hasten the shift away from fossil fuels. So they're looking further out into the future here and seeing a, a paradigm shift coming, if it's not already here. Its move is the biggest recognition yet among the largest oil and gas players that tens of billions of dollars of investment could be rendered uneconomic as the world pursues the Paris climate goals. It also puts into focus BP's debt levels among the highest in the sector and, and its dividend. BP's price assumptions for Brent Crude Oil and Henry Hub, the natural gas benchmark, are now lower by 27% and 31% respectively for the 2020 to 2050 period compared to 2019 levels. Now this is really interesting. Berlin buys a stake in a COVID-19 vaccine hopeful called CureVac to block a U.S. takeover. Germany plans to invest 300 million euros in CureVac, a coronavirus vaccine developer, in an attempt to block a foreign takeover of the German company after it attracted interest from the Trump administration. CureVac is due to start clinical vaccine trials this month and is one of a handful of companies working with the mRNA technology, which can produce a vaccine more swiftly than other methods. Fears are growing that the hunt for a coronavirus vaccine will spark geopolitical clashes if countries act according to narrow self-interest. CureVac is 80% owned by SAP co-founder Dietmar Hopp and counts the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation among its investors. Okay. And just one quick comment from Fed Chairman uh, J. Jerome Powell. He said that the Fed is not increasing corporate bond purchases, but they are only purchasing a broader range of securities. So that was... Uh, one comment that uh, I don't have all the comments from his testimony, which is a two-day testimony, so I'll probably have more on that tomorrow. But uh, the market uh, initially jumped out of the gate this morning on the strong retail sales and housing market reports, and then Jay Powell started, or Jerome Powell started speaking, and the market declined. So he must have been saying some rather downbeat things. And then there was also news out of China that they're having possibly a second wave emerging uh, of, the, of the coronavirus, and they're closing schools again. So that certainly doesn't bode well for uh, reopening the economy, and at least in terms of you know what could happen uh, in the very near future. Things are going okay for now, although some states are reporting some increase, increases in cases in the U.S., but we'll have to see how much down the line we go before we have more problems like China is seeing now in their possibly second round. 
But then stocks got a boost again from uh, an announcement that the Trump administration is considering a $1 trillion infrastructure plan to boost the economy. Also boosting the market was um, news that a well-known steroid dexamethasone uh, could be a treatment for coronavirus. And let me just read that quick article here. Uh, U.S. stock index futures Tuesday morning saw early gains deep. Uh, early gains deepen following a report. Early gains deepen. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> saw early gains following a report of a potential treatment for COVID-19 that has proved successful in early trials. A report from the BBC and other outlets say that dexamethasone, a cheap and widely available steroid, is being seen as having had success in low doses to improve outcomes for hospitalized patients who are suffering serious symptoms from the illness derived from the novel strain of coronavirus. The BBC report was from a study led by a team from Oxford University, which included 2,000 hospital patients who were given the steroid and were compared with more than 4,000 patients who did not get the drug. The report indicated that for patients on ventilators, it cut death Death, death risk from 40% to 28%, and for patients needing oxygen, it cut death risk from 25% to 20%. So that is um, some good news there. We'll see what happens with that. And just a quick note on initial jobless claims. The first time claims for unemployment fell for the 10th straight week uh, last week to a still painful 1.54 million per week versus 220,000 a week before the coronavirus, but down from a high of 6.87 million the week ending March 28. Moreover, continuing claims have been steady at 21 million for three straight weeks after rising for eight straight and peaking at 24.9 million the week ending 5 uh, May 9. Before the coronavirus onset, continuing claims were just 1.7 million per week. So we're <laughs> way higher than that. 21 million per week right now compared to 1.7 million per week prior to the pandemic. But seeing some improvement. Now for a quick note on the coronavirus, um, let me just take a look at the numbers here. Uh, and nothing really to report there. Uh, growth rate and death for the U.S. was 0.4% yesterday, up slightly from 0.3%. So still... So this is actually the sixth straight day of under 1% fatality growth rate day to day. And it is the uh, 10th day out of the last 11 when it's been under 1%. So really seeing some improvement there, really seeing a good slowdown there. Um, but the note that I wanted to mention today was that the IHME model from the University of Washington once again has increased its forecast for fatalities by October 1 from 170,000 to 201,000, so an increase of 31,000, no doubt, due to reopening and possibly due to the recent riots and protests, although there hasn't been any definitive evidence that that's led to a big increase in cases yet. This is probably more due to reopening and and um, the impacts that that could be having or that it could have. Now for tip number 47 on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 47 falls under the fifth commandment of be good to others. Tip number 47 is call somebody. Give somebody a call. Somebody you haven't talked to in a while or somebody you know who's going through a hard time. You can have a nice conversation and you can uh, you know get some stuff off your chest. They can get some stuff off their chest and you can have a nice conversation and share each other's struggles. Or 
you can give somebody some encouragement that's going through a tough time, even though you're going through a tough time. Sometimes when you transfer, uh, well, sometimes when you are going through a tough time and you try to help somebody else, it lessens, and sometimes by a lot, the negative emotions and feelings and stress and anxiety that you yourself are feeling. So it can kind of be uh, an emotional outlet for you to help somebody else, like I said, whether it be sending them a card or, or, or praying for them or calling someone or going somewhere with somebody. So uh, tip number 47 for today is give somebody a call. That's all for today, pretty short and sweet. If you like what you hear, please subscribe or follow me. Please spread the word if you would be so kind. You can also listen to previous episodes for other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. Please tune in tomorrow when I will be discussing mortgage applications and housing starts. This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.